Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Brownie Points. I'm Dan. I'm Nick. And this is the podcast where a guy with a film degree and a guy knows how to work a DVD player talk to you about movies. This week, for our Brownie Bites news segment, we have several people who passed away this week. Regal and Warner Brothers made a big announcement, as did Disney with their new releases. All of that and a little more on this episode of Brownie Points. Also, was it worth it, Movie Pass? I don't know. Dan's going to tell me when we do this. Hello, everybody. Happy Sunday. It is time for another Brownie Bites news update. As longtime listeners know, we never jump right into the reviews. We like to talk about what is going on in the world of entertainment. So, to start off this week, guys, um, we hadn't really been um, addressing this first story, um, and that's kind of on us, um, because we just never put it into the lineup, but the the double api community has been making the rounds in the news because of various degrees of hate crimes that have been happening over the past two weeks so it's not that we've been ignoring this um deliberately or otherwise we uh you know that's just a fault on us but we want to make it very clear and very prominent going forward that we do stand with double API. We condemn anybody that wants to discriminate or harm anybody just because of their race. And our hearts go out to anybody that has been affected by what's ever been going on, whether it was the Atlanta shooting or any other microaggression or anything of that nature. So uh, just wanted to address that real quick right off the bat here. Um, Nick, you also have um, the other thing that we wanted to address right off the bat. Yeah, uh, just to reiterate what Dan said, uh, we want, every, want everyone to feel welcome um, and have a good time. Uh, so we are very um, against the hate crimes and uh, uh, Asian racist hate stuff. I don't know the words properly, but also um, this past week, uh, there was also a mass shooting in Boulder, Colorado, uh, we want to extend our thoughts and prayers um, to the victims and families of victims in the shooting in Boulder, Colorado. Yeah, our our hearts go out to all of you out there in Colorado. And again, in the Asian American Pacific Islander community, uh, we do apologize for not addressing this sooner. But nonetheless, our hearts go out to you just as strong as if we did back then as well when we should have. So yeah. race racism and mass shootings have no place on the planet. No, not not at all. So, um, like I said, we just wanted to get that uh, addressed here at the top before we get into our normal dose and amount of silliness that we tend to, uh, as always, uh, before the actual hard news. <laughs> we like to give you all a little bit of an update on what we've been doing during the week. Uh, I I got to go on a date with a lady friend. I went back to the movie theater um, I hadn't been to the theaters since, uh, I want to say, November, when I saw um, that Alfred Hitchcock movie, Rear Window. Uh, and it was a fun date. It was uh, it was a great time with you. Uh, pretty sure you don't want me to say your name on mic yet, but... <laughs> but, um, but, yeah. It wasn't me. <laughs> but it was, it, was, it was a fun date, even though... That's next if... week with Kong versus Godzilla. Oh, yes. Um, but... What did in I? World. <laughs> what did by I? By the way, oh, by yeah. the way, not to interrupt, but just the fact I I just did movie theater guy vo- movie trailer guy voice. Um, I watched Fast and Furious, uh, the fourth film in the Fast and Furious franchise, and I watched the trailers, and I couldn't remember. I was like, I don't think I watched the trailers for two and three, and I, I'm trying to watch them for, with every movie. And the trailer for three had a guy that goes in a, in a new form of racing hitting the underground. And I was like, oh, my God, it's the in a world trailer guy. I miss this guy being in every movie trailer. 
That's that's funny. I've actually been doing the opposite. I've been going in like as blind as possible to each of these movies. I watch them after. I will point that out. I watch them after because I watch the movie oh, well, and then, I, then I'm like, how are they? How are they marketing this? Oh, that's that's different. I okay. So you're still yeah. relatively well. I mean, relatively blind. I'm not before, relatively but... blind. I've seen all of them at least once. <laughs> um. Oh yeah. There. There I was. Uh. Uh. The movie I watched for my date. Um. Because you love it when I have date stories uh i don't have anything particularly crazy that happened this time or a movie that was really kind of off the beaten path for um trying to have a good time uh versus like clockwork orange or black swan (laughs) but uh objectively we did see a pretty terrible movie uh we saw chaos walking with tom holland and daisy ridley in mad which is funny because dan dan texted me that he was going to see that movie after I listened to Lights, Camera, Barstool's review, and I remember how much I thought that trailer looked like ass, and then they were like, this is one of the worst movies we've seen in years. Oh, just a just a quick hot take on it. It is the f- unintentionally funniest movie I've seen this year. Like, it's, God, some of the dialogue <laughs> Including is... Including Willy's Wonderland? Oh, I found it. I found it more unintentionally funny than Willy's Wonderland, because that at least was oh aware of what it was trying to be. Like, Chaos Walking just takes itself so seriously with such a ridiculous premise. The dialogue doesn't help anybody's case whatsoever to make this remotely something to be taken seriously. Uh, I do... You can give it some cred for having a pro-feminist underlying tone in the story, which is cool and that's awesome. But, God... the movie sucks. Oh, the rest of this movie was just awful like it it is a cookie on our rating scale it's a cookie it's oh jeez. it's 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 so far we're only we're still early in the year it's only just about to be april but right now this, I, i'd this say it's the, the by the way i'm not putting year. i'm not putting this on the new release spreadsheet and this cannot be one of your worst reviewed movies of the year unless we review it this year like sometime down the road as oh, yeah, of yeah, now yeah. this does not count as an official review and it does not qualify it for our end of year thing unless we were to watch it by the end of the year just to keep it straight because it's not a quote-unquote an official review uh that we're gonna spend an hour and 10 minutes on can the court stenographer uh read that back to me to make sure we have it on the record um <laughs> has dan's fake review been stricken from the record <laughs> sir <laughs> sir <laughs> sir can, can the members of the jury i know you heard some damning testimonial but i need you to ignore that <laughs> I need you to pretend that didn't happen. Uh, we're dealing with the aftermath of it. Pretend it didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but we that... all heard it. But what if you didn't? Right. <laughs> but I mean, that's all I got to say about it. It's it's a really terrible movie, but I had a really fun time uh, hanging out with uh, my date. And I very much look forward to potentially more viewing experiences with her. So, um, I mean, that's the only big thing that happened to me this past week. I look forward to meeting her. Um what did I do this week? Oh, that was loud. Uh, I didn't really do much. Like, uh, oh, my Facebook got hacked. That was fun. Um, how did that not immediately come to mind? <laughs> I forgot. Yeah, my Facebook got hacked. So if any of you guys, by the way, so I'm I'm sitting. To, I think it was. I think it was Wednesday night. I'm sitting downstairs. Or no, we recorded. Was it, was it Tuesday? It, no, it, it was. was Tuesday. It was. Tuesday. It was no, no, no. It was Tuesday. It was Tuesday night. And yeah. that's how I know. Because I'm sitting downstairs. I'm watching TV. I'm not recording with you. Yeah. And I'm sitting downstairs watching TV. I'm getting pretty tired. And I get an email, and it says, uh, "Facebook, here's your password change." Like code and i looked at it and i was like i didn't do that and i hit that this was not me thing and i was like all right it'll sort itself out and then i watch tv for about another hour to hour hour and a half maybe two hours go upstairs go to bed wake up the next morning with three emails from facebook and they're like hey someone might have accessed your account i was like uh way to be on that when i said it wasn't me um but uh Get on there. My Facebook profile picture was changed to something black with writing that I didn't recognize in white. Uh, and then Facebook just took that down. They changed my birthday for some reason. Um, just changed the year. 
they uh I checked my messages. I didn't see any I didn't see any messages that had been sent out. They added a bunch of random people. I don't know why. I deleted them. Um And then I can't advertise for 30 days and I can't go live, but yeah, I don't know what the point of it was. Uh thankfully I was able to get it back. But um yeah, that was what happened to me this week. Uh other than that, oh, when I was running, uh I pulled my ass. Um <laughs> I'm not I was to... running. I just that I was, statement was, actually, was really funny. <laughs> I was really mad when it happened, man, cuz I dude, I was doing good. It was on when ironically <laughs> It was on Wednesday. Uh, the So I have to deal with that when I wake up in the morning. Then after work, when I'm doing my after work uh, workout and run, um, I take a step and I feel like someone stuck like a needle in my butt cheek. And uh, it hurt. It, dude, it actually like was very painful where that pinpoint it was. Um, so, yeah, I couldn't work out the rest of the week because I'm healing my butt. Um, and then, oh, I got a, since I'm in the mood with Fast and Furious, I've, I've said I bought Hot Wheels of two of my three favorite cars from the series. I've also bought a model of the Charger to build in my spare time. And yeah, that's my life is being old and actually, yeah, being old because having your Facebook hacked is something that happens to old people too. So that was my week is just being 45. All you're missing, all you're missing, is uh, a thirteen-year-old uh, making a mess. I at your swear, house. <laughs> I swear, they could have posted pictures of minions. But the the thing that it's like, it's like this post. Go- I saw a notification that said this post has been removed because it went against community guidelines. I have no idea what that was, but that account, I guess, was posting spam or something to my account. And then got my account got locked until I reset it and got into it. Well, but that was fun to deal with. Also, it became a pain in the butt when we had to record because we do Facebook phone calls. And I had to re-log into Facebook on my computer. Uh, yeah, that... <laughs> God. Caused, caused a couple-minute delay, because Dan's like, are you ready? He's like, hang on a minute, I gotta log in. God God forbid we have to move over to, to Discord, especially now with Microsoft about to buy them, so... <laughs> then And then the video calls kept getting screwed up, so we ended up just recording a phone call. Oh, yeah. Plugging, plugging yeah. our headphones into, the, into, the, into our phones for the evening and then talking into our microphones. That'd be a good. That'd be a good way to wrap up personal updates. My internet. When, has, my internet has been so hit and miss. <laughs> Wednesday was just a great day. Yeah, yeah, it was. I actually found uh, on my phone um, one of the one of the local town celebrities said a uh, uh, some power grid blew. Uh, that oh yeah, yeah, some power grid blew here in town. So we think that's why my internet went out on tape day. So that was oh, fun. that was then... fun to deal with. <laughs> <laughs> and then another thing, since we're about to transition into who died this week, uh, also on Wednesday, uh, St. Louis Blues legend Bobby Plager died. Bobby is actually the only Blues player I've ever met, uh, past or present. I met him at an autograph signing, and I took a helmet for him to sign. And when I was getting it signed, the guy that uh, owned the shop and was running the signing was sitting next to me. Goes, "Is that how different is that helmet than the ones you wore back in your day?" Bobby, who at the time was like seventy-seven years old. Turned and looked at him and he goes, I didn't wear a helmet. And I was like, oh, my God, he's going to hit him. <laughs> like, it was pretty intense and scary. But Bobby was tremendously nice to fans. Um, so uh, to hear that he passed away, the cor- I think the coroner released today that he had a heart attack uh, that led to the crash. So uh, rest in peace, Bobby Plager, uh, number five in our programs, but number one in our hearts. We will miss you. Or I will miss you. Dan probably won't. He doesn't know anything about you. But I will. I will miss you because you were just so awesome. And thankfully, the boys got you your parade uh, when they won the cup before you died. There you go. I yeah. Sorry. I mean, the reason I, the reason I say that, that the reason I say that is there's a very famous video of the kind of the gear up for the season right, but the going into the season they won the cup. Uh, their big acquisition, biggest acquisition was getting Ryan O'Reilly uh, via trade. And when Bobby presented him with his jersey for like the introduction thing, he goes, this is the guy that's going to get me my parade. So that's why everyone says the boys got you your parade. Uh, okay, I gotcha. What's well, I mean, super that's... nice, super nice guy. He was uh, basically the blues's Stan Musial. Okay. 
That's I honestly like that's that anytime a legend passes away in sports, whether I cared about the sport itself or the team itself, that's that's still always a moment you have to just put sports aside and just like just acknowledge somebody like that. So, yeah. Onward to um, our infamous who passed away this week segment. I'm really bummed out about this one uh, this week in particular because we lost way more people than than usual. Um, and a couple of them were really touching to to me. Um, I'll start with um, I'll start. I'm going a little out of order from the script, Nick. Uh, the first one I'll say is uh, Houston Tumlin. Um, he his only acting credit was one of the sons in uh, the well Farrell film Talladega Nights, the Ballad of Ricky Bobby. Um, he passed away uh, of suicide uh, on Tuesday the twenty third, and he was literally our age, uh, twenty eight. Yeah, he. Um, I remember. I remember when I saw that movie, I was like, that kid looks like our age. Yeah, he he was, and I mean, he made the most of his little role in that movie, and I. I mean, I didn't see much of, like, what he did outside of acting after he more or less, like, kind of, if he more or less kind of stopped with that or did it in some other avenues or venues like that. But uh, somebody, somebody taking their own life that young is just, that was just not, that was not a, that was not a great moment of my day reading that. Yeah. And our hearts go out to the Tumlin family. Um, the the next person I'm going to read is uh, Craig Mums Grant. Uh, he passed away at 52 of natural causes at 52 Who um, he? he he played a he played an inmate named, named poet on oz and um he was also in luke oh, cage oh him yeah um i forgot I who he was in story. luke i forgot who he was in luke cage but um while i was reading a little bit about him he was uh, born in the bronx uh in new york city and he he was a really really talented poet and a wordsmith uh he was very good at like monologues and like just long form dialogues like that. Uh, he was on Deaf Poetry Jam a couple times on HBO. Um, he was on uh, one of the Real Worlds, I think it was, if I remember right. But um, but no, that's uh, he was a really um, he was really famous within uh, his uh, his community. And uh, I mean, I personally haven't seen Oz, but uh, but still, um, our hearts go out to the Grant family as well. Uh, so the the last two. Um, for both of us, um, these are really particularly sad. Um, Jessica Walter and George Siegel both passed away. Jessica was 80 and George was 87. Uh, Jessica passed away of natural causes on the 24th. And uh, George passed away. Um, I actually didn't write down the date. Uh, shoot, my apologies. Um, but he was, passed away. Was she? She was Archer's mom, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, George, uh, he passed away of complications from bypass, uh, from bypass surgery. And, um, yeah, Jessica Walters, um, got, uh, Lucille Bluth in Arrested Development, uh, Mallory Archer in Archer. Uh, she got an Academy Award nomination back in her day. Uh, yeah, she, that was just so, her voice was so iconic and she, she was just so damn funny in everything she did. Uh, I even read that she was, um like a co-vice president uh of one of the guilds i think the actors guild i i that that may be wrong i remember that like she was pretty well regarded in like the the unions as well um but um we're gonna pour one out for her and um take some money and go see a star war uh so um rest in peace jessica and uh our hearts to your family and then george um george was notable for us because of um we did uh, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf on the show uh, about a year ago, and uh, he got an Oscar nomination for that. Um, Who was he in that movie? He was the, um, not the professor. Uh, he, was, he wasn't he was the husband of, uh, he wasn't the main husband. He was the younger husband. Okay. Um, he was the husband in the younger couple. But, um, but yeah, he got an Oscar nod for that movie. He had a huge, not huge... To sound, not to sound like morose. I'm not really trying to crack a joke, but you're like, he was the younger husband. I wouldn't expect the older husband to still be alive. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. He'd have to be like 120 at this point. Yeah, no, he he wasn't married to Elizabeth Taylor in the movie. No. <laughs> um, okay. But um but no, he uh, he most recently was in The Goldbergs if you watched that on ABC. Um Is that the one about the people in the 80s and like the all the pictures are them in tracksuits and the mom was one of the officers off of Reno 911? I think so. I, yeah, I I believe I've seen right. a couple episodes of it. I, I've never watched it, but, um, but no, I just, um, 
reading a little bit about him and just thinking back to just how good he was in Virginia Wolf and I mean I didn't I don't I, I mean I'm not saying I'm a George Siegel aficionado but uh reading that he passed away uh was a big bummer this week too especially because it was complications from heart surgery that's just um it was just a real heavy week seeing all these come up within the span of a week so um just uh, a big rest in peace to Jessica Houston Craig and George um not to be a complete yeah, downer for, we're not going to be a downer rest, for the rest in peace rest in peace to all of them yeah, this was a pretty heavy week for for the Who Died This Week segment that we do every week. That's like a lot of people. Yeah, it was especially Jessica. If I have to, not to not to be like that, but like God, reading Jessica passing away really bummed me out because God, she was such a talent too. But um, uh, but onward to happier, funnier stories. Oh, we also didn't acknowledge last week the founder of uh, Texas Roadhouse committed suicide. Oh Jesus, I didn't know. I knew he passed yeah. away. I didn't know he committed suicide. Yeah, his family said he committed suicide due to unbearable complications of COVID. Oh, my God. Jesus. Or unbearable <laughs> symptoms, I mean. God, that's, that's yeah. wow. Um, no good way to have a fun story. There's no way to get into a fun story well with that. Um, <laughs> Can but... you, how about this? How about this? Because I don't want you to forget, and I really want to know. Can you tell me what the movie pass thing was about? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can, um, I'll just go ahead and bump that up first. Uh, I'll bump that up next and I'll push the other story uh, down. We're we're just shifting the script in real time, folks. Um, (laughs) so last week, two weeks ago, whatever week, um, MoviePass had a countdown clock on their website and no one knew what it was for. The potential. And what's funny is I actually really wanted to know. And I was like, all right, make sure you check it on Monday. And then I didn't check it. And then no one reported on it. So Dan brought it up and I was like, I bet it's not important at all. No, it is. I found it hilarious what happened because I almost didn't add it to the script too until I I just remembered 20 minutes ago. Um, So uh, there was a countdown clock and no one knew what was going to happen. And we made our predictions about like what the, the service may or may not look like. And I am not kidding. When you go to moviepass.com, it is a website expired window. And on the top, it you can see it says Squarespace, Squarespace dash website expired. So what? <laughs> MoviePass just, yeah, go, t- type it in while I'm looking at, while I'm talking. I'm uh, doing that now. So moviepass.com does not exist anymore. And I did a little bit of a deep dive trying to figure it out. And uh, thanks to Cinema Blend, uh, the movie news website. Uh, someone on Twitter uh, at Stonk God Capital, he posted uh, some screen grabs of uh, a MoviePass Discord server uh, slash uh, MoviePass Club, and he said on Twitter, "quote After a lot of digging trying to verify the MoviePass countdown, I found out that it is a quote hoax meant to increase the user base of the R MoviePass Club Discord server." So all of that was for nothing. <laughs> I bet we could get some really good publicity off this for a week. Yeah, but what about the months and years of terrible press as a result of it? Who cares? Do it anyway. Right. <laughs> See, this is why I didn't want to tell you before we went on mic, because it's hilarious <laughs> that all that oh was just for God. a Discord server. <laughs> oh, my God. oh, that's so great. I, um, the, the I article... don't know what the reactions on the Discord server were. Oh, I don't. I have Discord, but I'm never on it, so I don't know. But uh, Jesus Christ, I don't even know what it is. It's is the, it like Zoom. Uh, you know, we've talked about using Discord before. It's like a video chat service. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's more complicated than that. Don't send me angry emails about why well, Discord. Do, I we just don't use Discord. But uh, but uh, quite a few podcasts that we listen. Once to, again, do. I don't care. Um, but yeah. That's uh that's all that was that was about movie pass. It's that's God, funny. so funny. Um so anyway, now our next story. Um I don't have any specific article I'm gonna be referencing or anything like that. I mean, Nick, if you want to talk about one specific angle of this, uh just general fallout from the Snyder Cut. Uh you'll hear our thoughts on it uh in the next couple days. Uh we already recorded it, but we're dropping it on Tuesday. But um just general fallout from the Snyder Cut, um, it's been getting, it's been the number one thing on HBO Max uh, since it dropped. Uh, 
Zack Snyder. It won, even... it won the weekend, hands down. Oh yeah, it was. Um, I talk about it in the review, but I tried to watch it the day it dropped, and HBO Max was just crashing. Um, <laughs> but uh, Zack Snyder also got uh, his Justice's Gray version up uh, yesterday, the twenty fifth, because I watched uh, about twenty minutes of it just to see what it was like in black and white, and he said that it was his preferred version of the movie, not just it being four hours long, but in black and white too. Um, but there's been so many thought pieces and so many, uh, there's been a whole hashtag crusade to try and get the Snyderverse revised and then a renewed interest in getting David Ayer's original cut of uh, Suicide Squad uh, back uh, back to us, like, so we can actually see a good version, potentially, of that movie. But uh, I, I don't know. The only thing I can really take away from this is that I'm glad that it's a great movie to me. I think it's a great movie, not just great vindication for Zack, but... Guys, this was such a hard fight in itself. There's I there's no chance of anything else coming out of this other than the novelty of hey, release the Snyder cut worked. I I don't know. Yeah, it they're not going to revert they're not going to reverse everything to do the Snyder verse again because it's it's too far along and they're already launching plans on moving in a new direction than where it was already at, so they, it's just too messy for them to do and too costly. Um I remember seeing stuff about like Zack Snyder saying that he thinks that Warner Brothers hates BBS because they really didn't want him to do that uh, nightmare scene and he did it anyway. Um, stuff about him potentially working uh, with the Marvel movies and then it's like, well, they haven't met, so that rumor is totally stupid. Just he would not so met, many. It, he would it, not well, mess the pro- with Marvel. <laughs> the the main thing that I take away and Dan was talking about justice is great. And he's like, well, this was his true vision is doing it in black and white. I was like, of course it was his true vision doing black and white. So it can be a pompous ass director, but, uh, notice my directing. Oh, look at me. I'm wearing a shirt. Um, but, (laughs) Oh, do you want to say what your text was when I told you I'm watching justice is (laughs) gray? What was it? I texted you, oh, hey, Justice is Grey is on HBO Max. And I sent you a screen cap of my phone before I turned it onto my TV. And you literally said, yeah, who the F cares? <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> no, that was last night, right? Uh, t- yeah, yeah, just yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, who F cares? Um, but the, the main thing that I kind of take away from this is they got what they wanted. They need to shut up, but at the same time, Warner Brothers did open this can of worms of now the fans are going to be so adamant. Because, yeah, Warner Brothers really screwed the pooch with how they handled the DCEU because of the way they handled Zack Snyder. Because it's it's something I've heard argued, I think Red Letter Media is the one that I've heard uh, have this argument of, why are stu- it's mostly with Star Wars movies is when they made this argument, but why are studios hiring visionary directors if you're not going to let them direct their vision? Um exactly why did you hire Zack snyder if you want total control over this he's an artist like i make jokes about it all the time the dude's a legit and talented artist he really is but at the exact same time why are you hiring him if you want we want we want Zack snyder's vision if it's the way we tell him to do it yeah he doesn't do that it's the same issue. Why why aren't you why aren't you hiring directors that are pay for hire and I'll shoot what you tell me directors if you if you went up to an, and to a director like that and went, "Hey, do what Zack make it look like Zack Snyder did it, but uh we want to tell you everything we want." There's directors that do that, and I can guarantee you it's for way cheaper and also you're going to have way less controversy dealing and headache dealing with them than you will with the other with people like Zack Snyder. Um but at the same time, the fans need the fans need to just calm down. Yes, you got your way with the Snyder Cut. You really did. Bravo. Congratulations. You were right. I was wrong. That movie was good. Uh, spoiler alert for our review. I like it. Um, Not nearly as much as I do. <laughs> but, but at the exact same time, guys, you're, you can't. You're making it not fun to be on the internet by just constantly screaming. Like, look, I share most of the stuff for our Facebook page. Dan usually handles the Instagram. I can't tell you how many things about the Snyder Cut I've had to share in the past year that are just, like, nonsensical story after nonsensical story. 
I, I'm fine when it's nonsensical story about like stuff coming out about interviews he's done. That's fine. But when it's we need to we need to get the Snyderverse restored, it, it's not going to happen. So just stop talking. It is not going to happen. You can't control this studio. They basically said we don't have anything for HBO Max. We have nothing coming out because of uh, because of Corona. What do we do? Why don't we just let him finish this movie that was almost done anyway? That's why it came out. Because they knew you wanted it because you wouldn't shut up and they had nothing else going on. And they needed and they needed to plug HBO Max. Exactly. It's that's the perfect storm you to- of circumstances. You told them you told them to give you a number one Big Mac with large fries and a chocolate shake, and they were like, Cool, let's give it to them because they'll pay us. That's why it happened. Yeah, it's a it's a perfect storm of circumstances, and that's why the I don't the, I personally I don't even know if the Snyder Cut would have been released had uh, Corona never happened. Never, never would have. This would never have happened without coronavirus and HBO Max losing money for AT and T. This would never have happened. But yeah. I want to touch on what you said just real quick before the next story. Um, they it, Red Lighter, you credited this too. They make an amazing point because this is the same issue with. Why Edgar Wright got fired from Ant-Man. This is why um, the two directors of Solo got fired from Solo before Ron Howard came in. This happens all the time. This is why This is why you should let J.J. Abrams have control of the entire trilogy from the beginning instead of going, you know what? Fix it. We screwed up the second one. Like, Exactly. Like, you don't... You Studios do this all the time where they hire a director and they... The director has an idea, and it's like, oh, no, 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 we want you to do our idea. Like, uh, Scott Derrickson just quit uh, Doctor Strange 2 because he did the first one, and he was attached to the second one, but then some creative differences came up, and he quit, and then they brought in Sam Raimi. So my gut reaction is that Sam Sam Raimi is a good good compromiser. Like, he's good. He'll be fine for maintaining his creative integrity while also, like, okay, I have to do this, 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 and this. But, but no, this just hap- this happens all the time, and especially with Zack Snyder. That's why this uh, relationship with Warner Brothers has been so abusive, because I don't know why, it, I guess he was contractually obligated to keep coming back, but at the same time, it had to have been so infuriating to see uh, Batman vs. Superman get destroyed in editing, and then it wasn't entirely in his control with his daughter, but then everything that happened with Justice League, like, good God, like, I'd be shocked if he We're... makes another movie with him again. Warner Warner Brothers waited too long to get their superhero stuff off the ground and then just started knee-jerk reacting to what Marvel was doing and what they were doing with their movies. They didn't Warner they Brothers the... Warner Brothers Warner Brothers biggest fault in all of this. Like, yeah, you didn't let you didn't let the visionary be vision have a vision, but you you waited too long to get in the game. You were at the you are hanging on by a pinky finger to the coattails of superhero movies. And then you uh, you waited to the point where you were almost irrelevant. And then once you started doing it, you panicked and tried to go to, you tried to go forward too fast. You didn't let it simmer. It worked with Marvel because Iron Man came out in 2000. What was it? Eight? Yeah, 2008. The first Avengers movie was 2012, and they did Iron Man, Iron Man 2, Thor, uh, a Hulk movie, and Captain America. That's a lot of movies in that time frame, guys. Like, you you did Batman versus Superman and Man of Steel, and then you're like, uh, uh, Justice League, or uh, Wonder Woman, and then you're like, okay, uh, Justice League. You had one character in two movies, and you had two characters... Or you had one character in two movies twice, and you had one character in one movie, and then you were like, "All right, we got to do Justice League now." You you panicked and went too controlling to try and catch up, and then you were like, "We're gonna do it with artists." Like, do you not realize how on meth you look by just panic reacting to everything? That's even sadder because we we've, we've seen Zach how talented Zach actually is, but. Good God! Like, I, I, Warner I, I Brother- want to go on record. I want to go on record with something real quick. I'm not like Dan. I'm not. I'm not a huge Zack Snyder fanboy, but I can't deny that the guy is talented and and is very good at what he does. Um, but I just, my God, Warner Brothers, why? Just why? Why did you? Why did you let this happen? 
and it's 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 sad too because they they're otherwise a phenomenal company. Like there's a reason that Christopher Nolan yeah. got so mad at Warner Brothers when they said that they were going to do the same day in theaters because generally speaking they are an incredible company for a director to work for. They make heavy dramas and big blockbusters and everything in between. They don't really fit into like a niche like and they don't really ride the coattails of like they're not so sequel baity. Like they do. I'm not saying they don't, but they make they are objectively have the most diverse catalog of movies out of like all the big studios. Like they really stand out for creative integrity except for Zack Snyder. <laughs> when it comes to yeah. his movies, no, screw it. We're going to we're going to kill your movie in editing. And and I get it. This is supposed to be your main draw for your studio. I I get wanting to have control over it because it's supposed to be your main thing, but at the exact same time, your studio, you hire artists for a reason. Let them be artistic. Exactly. I just That's like that's like hiring a painter and then being like, "I want you to watch me tape it up and then I want to tell you uh, exactly how to do the Mona Lisa. No, nah, dude, you just let Da Vinci do the Mona Lisa. Yeah, don't don't stop micromanaging. You don't you don't need a giant neon disco ball in the background of the Mona Lisa. Yeah, and I mean, I guess now since this is more or less going to be the last time we probably end up talking about this. I mean, it's not. <laughs> it's the internet, dude. This is going to go on for four more months with nonsensical stories that don't matter. Well, I mean, whether it's worth talking about it here on the show or not, I mean, if this is the end of us having to talk about the Snyder Cut, I mean... Thank God! I can I can at least wrap this saga up with... I just, I'll just reiterate, I was, I was thoroughly impressed and happy that they actually didn't half-ass it. It turned out as great as it was. I have all my thoughts on our review coming out on Tuesday, but I, just me personally, I was incredibly satisfied and just... I'm thrilled it happened. I just am very sad that this didn't happen four years ago. Yeah, let's stop talking about it. I'm fine with that. Ah, <laughs> oh, that was that was that was as on brand a way for you to say let's go to the next story as possible. <laughs> yeah, I'm tired of talking about the Snyder Cut. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, well, it's a good segue. Uh, since we were talking about Warner Brothers to segue into the big announcement uh, from Regal Cinemas uh, because they were holding out for New York and L.A. both to open uh, up their restrictions for movie theaters. They are finally going to open their doors next weekend. Uh, I believe it's April 2nd when they will open, start trickling their theaters open. They're going to do it like in a tiered way, just like a couple here, a couple here, a couple here. But they are going to Basically start opening their doors again. Basically based on like demand, essentially. Like, it, what are our most popular theaters? Let's open them. What are our next tier of most popular theaters? Let's open them. Well, in the density of population versus how controlled the virus is, too, weighs, weighs into it. But it's, yeah. but it's, 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 at the end of the day, it's a tiered system. So, but the first round of Regals are opening up, I believe, again uh, next weekend on the 2nd. And um, also with that announcement, uh, two things from different studios. The first one I'll say, though, is a huge for HBO Max. I don't know how exactly it works with just making an agreement with them, how that makes the other movie chains feel about yeah, this. Yeah, that was really weird. I, I'm just going off of what it said. Um, <laughs> because HBO Max sat down with Regal, because Regal wasn't happy about the, the same-day streaming thing either, obviously, they have agreed, based on these talks with Regal, for their 2022 and beyond slate of movies, because they kind of can't do anything about well, who, 2021, they will... We, sh we shared an article this week. I think it was the Netflix CEO was talking about... I, I mean, granted, he has... <laughs> I'm going to preface this. It's If it, if it was the uh, CEO of Netflix, this guy has a does have a horse in this race. But he was talking about how if uh, studios continue to rely on theater chains, then studios will go out of business. Because he's like, you can't do what Disney's doing and just sit around and wait for a theater to, to distribute your movie. Put your movie out there because you already sunk the money into it. And I was like, oh, my God, someone else is using common sense like me. He, uh, yeah, and it, it, it's it's a little bit more validating because of how Netflix has actually succeeded very, very well with their direct-to-consumer direct way of doing it. They just uh, – hopefully we don't get a paywall from them in the future, but uh, we'll save that. Uh, fear for later. Um, <laughs> but um, the announcement uh, was that 
after talking to Regal, HBO Max has agreed that starting in 2022, they will not do same-day streaming for their theatrical movies. They will copy the Paramount Plus uh, uh, way to release the movies by having them exclusively in theaters for 45 days before the next 30 days being available on HBO Max, to which then after that it goes to normal premium streaming, things like that. But... No more same-day streaming for Warner Brother movies starting in 2022, so enjoy these batch guys because you're going to have to wait uh, an extra month and a half uh, starting next year because of Regal. But but also, just I'm going to put this out there. Like it's been the entire time with Corona, it's an extremely fluid situation, so we'll see if that actually happens. We I, I have a feeling this will. Like now that like the vaccines are starting to roll out pretty heavily, um, I, yeah. I, I have a our, feeling our state, our state that we lived in li- or live in, I think said, I think the mask mandate ends for the state ends on the 31st and then pretty much all ages above 16 are e- eligible to sign up for the vaccine on the first. Yeah, it was, I, I looked it up April. after I looked it up and that's right. Um, yeah, but yeah, I think because, I think because now everything's starting to look like it's getting back to okay like there's not that big of an incentive to 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 cater to the captive audience of being stuck at home now it's just figuring out the landscape and getting a concrete plan for the studios to be like okay well now we can't take away that convenience so what's the best way for us to allow people to watch it at home but then also kind of still have a little bit of exclusivity with the theaters and i think this is going to be the new norm what paramount and what now hbo max are going to be doing it's just like okay well you're at least in theaters for a month exclusively but then after that you know what why make them wait let's just have it at let's just have it at home after that for 45 days later yeah uh but yeah that's uh i i don't know i i think this is a decent i don't moment. have much insight that's one of those things where it's just like yeah i i i i honestly think this is the best of both worlds because obviously the the no other studio was going to do what warner brothers did and clearly disney was not going to be a part of it uh which is part of uh the next half of the story but um uh were you about to chime in on that real quick no no okay (laughs) sorry i I, it sounded like i was interrupting you but uh but yeah they so next year 45 days guys but uh segueing this into the disney side of this the other studio that made a big announcement because of real they clearly were holding out to see what was what was regal's battle plan to open up in theaters because they have finally thrown up the white flag. They surrender. They have decided the final Both. concrete plan. I, for... I was I was half right last week, and Dan was half right. Yeah, they they've thrown up the white flag. They've surrendered to Corona, and they have finally committed to a release plan for Black Widow. It will be on Disney Plus behind a probably probably emphasis on probably thirty dollar paywall on January or not January. <laughs> July. It, well, well, to to confirm, they did say there will be a paywall. They did not say what it would be. Like the Disney release, yeah, said there will yeah. be extra fees. You, you have to have Disney Plus, and there will be extra fees. They did not say what the extra fees would be, but it is it is going to Disney Plus behind a paywall and will, same day theatrical release in July. It's going to be probably what Raya and Mulan were t- twenty or thirty. I can't remember, but uh, but yeah. July 9th, right before my birthday. It will be on Disney Plus and in theaters simultaneously. Uh, they also announced that Cruella, uh, I didn't, I completely forgot Cruella was coming out as soon as it was. Um, it's going to be on Disney Plus and in theaters simultaneously on May 28th. Uh, they also announced numerous, numerous other uh, titles, new release dates. Uh, Free Guy, the Ryan Reynolds movie, is going to be out only in theaters on August 13th. The Kingsman sequel, The King's Man, is going to be out in theaters only on December 22nd. And then Pixar's newest movie, Luca, is bypassing theaters altogether like Soul and just going straight to Disney Plus on June 18th. And uh, the last one I have is uh, not a Disney movie, but I just want to throw it out there. We finally get our Chris Rock Saw movie. It is going to be taking the the previous spot that Black Widow had in May, and it's coming out May 14th exclusively in theaters. Uh, but yeah, that's... All of those happened in the span of less than 12 hours after Regal said that they were opening back up next weekend. <laughs> That's interesting, though, because Regal and AMC uh, are the major chains. 
Yeah, they are the two. So they are the be, number it'll one. It'll be interesting two. to see. It'll be interesting to see what uh, how like how reduced the reschedulings become. I it's hopefully God. I hope so. The real big thing we need to get concrete is uh, when the hell No Time to Die is finally going to come out now because they're the ones just hiding in the corner, just like, is it gone yet? Is the virus gone yet? Like. <laughs> And they were the ones that started this the, all. By the, the oldest, way, <laughs> the oldest movie series is over there hiding like some like some scared person. They're like, "Is it gone? Can they were the they can were the I one, come out?" This one started this whole trend too. By the way, they were the literal first big movie to say, "You know what? Let's delay." Clearly, this virus is going to shut places down, and that was even before all the uh, all the rest of the world shut down too. They saw it coming first, and they were just they were the one going, uh, "The British are coming," and everyone else is just like, "It won't be that bad." And now a year and a half later, <laughs> just like when we were discussing it and Dan's like, I, you know, I think we can figure it out. I'm like, no, I don't think you understand, dude. Like, <laughs> this is big. You're the scientist. I'm sure there will be a documentary about how it affected the sports world a year later. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're the scientist in every disaster movie right before the volcano explodes or the asteroid comes. <laughs> and Dan's the president. Yeah, I'm flattered by that. <laughs> you shouldn't be, because you're going to kill us all. The president in movies. This is not a political, current political statement of anything. I'm saying the president in movies. Yes. And, but hey, I hey, you just call me Morgan Freeman, actually, so I'm just going <laughs> to... Um, but yeah, let's... There's several um, things wrong with that statement. <laughs> Uh, um, let's go on to, um, our last segment that we always do to close out our news update for Sundays. We have a series of trailers for trailer talk. Um, I'll save the big trailer that dropped literally three hours ago, uh, for last. Um, our first trailer is, uh, a Netflix movie that is going to be coming out April 22nd. It is Stowaway. It's got Anna Kendrick, Tony Collette. Um, I can't remember the names of the other actors. I don't have it right in front of me, but, uh, is uh it is about uh, uh a rocket technician who ends up getting stuck on a spacecraft when it launches into space on route to Mars and then disaster ensues that threatens everybody's lives on the ship. So I don't, I don't know, what was your hot take watching this trailer? I don't know. I had a hard time drawing a conclusion. Um I'm interested. I think it also looks very cliched. And I don't know how I feel about Anna Kendrick playing a very serious... Like, yeah, she's supposed to be the Joker, jokester role. But at the same time, like, people could die. And I don't know how well I trust her in a serious role. She she can do serious. Uh, she was awesome in um, Up in the Air, the George Clooney movie about... Um, <laughs> we should have done that for the time machine this year because he play, uh, George Clooney plays uh, a guy that gets hired by companies as a third party to fire people on said company's behalf. Um, <laughs> that's so funny. We're we looking to save money. We should pay this guy to fire people. Yeah, exactly. That might be that might be where your money management is going poorly, guys, is when you're hiring someone to do something that will save you money by firing employees. Right. God, I, we really should do that for the time machine. Now that I say that out loud, but, um, but no, the um, we could I, do Money Monster, the one where he plays a like a financial advisor guy on TV, and then his TV show gets hijacked by a terrorist or something. Oh yeah, I actually watched that a few years ago. I have I, never seen it. It was it was okay. It was it wasn't great, but it was okay. Uh, what's your face? We could, uh, we could follow it up with John Stossel videos from when we were in econ <laughs> in high school, and his his gigantic mustache. <laughs> I'd rather watch those than some Stossel stories that he's been doing lately. Um. <laughs> Hi, I'm John Stossel, and here's how I explain supply and demand to high schoolers. Uh, no, my, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like you. I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm a little confused at what exactly the stakes are in this. Like, I, yeah, because it's really weird. Because it sounds like. It sounds like the ship is doomed no matter what. And then they're also talking about like, well, if we just eject him into space, I think we're okay. It's like, yeah, I, I'm not so entirely. So is this, is this, is this a movie where you're trying to kill this guy and see if it's okay? Or is it, we're all screwed. 
how are you going to survive once you get to Mars? Like, I don't understand what's going on in this movie. It's a very confusing trailer. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm confused exactly where the stakes are supposed to be. But, um, I mean, you know this about me. Like, ever since Gravity, I've always had uh, a little boner for movies that take place in outer space. So, which, by I, the way, I don't know if we've ever gone on record. Me and Dan greatly disagree on Gravity. Oh yeah, no, we another movie we should do for the time machine eventually. I, I could bring it up. I could bring it up because I own it on Blu-ray, but. Um, well, next weekend's already pretty full. Yeah, no, we we can't next weekend. But uh, <laughs> but no, I I watch I I'll watch anything that takes place in space. I saw that Jake Gyllenhaal movie Life, and I actually didn't think it was as bad as you all did on the internet. Um, I saw Midnight Sky, and I hated that movie. But I anything in space, I'm willing to give it a shot. So I, as kind of bizarre as this trailer was, I mean, like I said, I like space movies. I like bottle stories and movies. Like it's. It kind of re- I like movies that rely on actors and good writing because you're trapped in one location. So that aspect of it's kind of interesting, but I I don't know. We'll we'll just have to see. It comes out in a month, so and <laughs> as of right now, I could probably fit it in the calendar. So we'll just see how that goes. Uh, the second trailer is uh, an HBO Max exclusive uh, or original, I should say. Uh, Made for Love. It stars Kristen Bellotti from uh, the last season of How I Met Your Mother and Palm Springs. And she plays and a woman. And Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> For like two minutes. <laughs> She's in it. That's yeah. You're 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 not you're not wrong. You're you're not wrong. Um, <laughs> uh, but no, she plays a woman who is in a relationship with a gentleman that invented a microchip that goes into their brain and is supposed to create some sort of relationship synchronicity or uh, what's the right word? Uh, Whatever that terrible Johnny Depp movie was, um, I can't remember. Um, but uh, she doesn't say, keep talking. I'm gonna look it up. Okay, but uh, but yeah, she doesn't like it, and she wants to get Awful out of it. Johnny <laughs> Depp movie. That's it's like synchronicity. I think Computer. that's it. Yeah, I think <laughs> that's the best transcendence. Google transcendence <laughs> and it's like okay so you if you just google awful johnny depp movie computer it just it just is like oh you mean 2014's transcendence <laughs> that's the that was the best real-time search i've heard in a while yeah that's what i was trying to say yeah transcendence. no no, no i'm just saying just so you can see i'm not lying you just look up awful johnny depp movie computer and it's like you for sure mean transcendence Google, I can hear Google just being like, I don't necessarily agree with you because I haven't watched it, but this is typically what comes up when other people say awful Johnny Depp computer movie. <laughs> no, 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 it's awful Johnny Depp movie computer. It's not even like a coherent structure of a sentence. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that was really funny. <laughs> but yeah, I... I don't know. Once we get that out of the way, the, the the setup of like she's got this chip in her head and she doesn't like it. This trailer just gets really, really weird. And I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I it comes out. Uh, it comes out in literally like five days. Uh, I probably am going to watch it. Uh, we obviously it's too soon to fit it into the calendar, but I hey, color me intrigued on this one. I like I like how weird this looks. I like Kristen as an actress. Uh, I really want to know what the hell is going on in this. <laughs> The only thing I've really heard about it is Ray Romano has sex with a sex doll in it. Um, well, I wasn't assuming he was just taking that doll out just for company. <laughs> his brother shows up and he's like, Ray, Ray, why are you doing this? <laughs> did you ever, did I, have I asked you about the Ryan Gosling movie, Lars and the Real Girl? No, that's the first time I've ever heard that title. Oh, it came out, I want to say like in two. 2007 or 6 and it's about this guy that uh has some sort of emotional disorder and he orders a sex doll but he like befriends it like he treats it like as his girlfriend. You mean her? Yeah. He no, treats No, no, I mean her, the movie her with uh the guy that was just the Joker. Oh, no, 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 no. Lars and the Real Girl is Ryan Gosling and he orders a literal like doll. But, like, to have as, like, an emotional companion, like, a, an emotional support sex doll. That's just, that's just creepy. 
it's 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 a weird premise but honestly it was really sweet and pretty funny i liked it a lot um hers great too hers a really great movie too it's actually really it actually gets really sad at the end (laughs) i've never seen it i have seen the ad for it before several movies i own for some reason like apparently i was buying a lot of movies with similar theming or like similar audiences around the time that movie came out I was going to say, did you buy a lot of movies around, I want to say, 2014 or 13? <laughs> yeah, that sounds like something I was doing back then. <laughs> I think that's when, excuse me, I think that's when her came out was 2013. It was around Transcendence. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, I remember that was showing up around, uh, in, like, the same batch of advertisements. Uh, Yeah, 2013. And it won an Academy Award for Best Screenplay. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, neither here nor there. Um. Yeah, I I want to see Made for Love. I mean, we both have HBO Max. Are you maybe gonna give it a little little dabble, a little look? I'd be okay with it. Sweet. I mean, obviously we our our calendar is pretty full for the immediate future, but uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll maybe we'll squeeze it in. But the last trailer we have to talk about before we wrap things up, literally what five hours ago, right around noon today. We got an official trailer for James Gunn's The Suicide Squad. The reimagining, reboot, sequel, hybrid, whatever the hell you want to call it, of the 2016 Suicide Squad from David Ayer. Dude, this movie looks like it's going to be a hell of a lot of fun. <laughs> Not gonna lie. I I, I think I think it's going to make me laugh quite a bit. I don't know if it's going to be good, but I like just watching the trailer. I was like, this is going to make me laugh. Also, I like that in this trailer they show that they have uh, I think it's Starro is the is the name who's like a world ender conqueror whatever in in the Star Wars or not Star Wars in the DC universe but also the main thing there's that shark in it and I just want to know if Vin Diesel is going to come back because he did all those like not there's like 90s shark toys that were like ripping off Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Vin Diesel. I thought he was playing the shark sharks commercial so street Vin- sharks vin diesel vin diesel did street shark commercials oh never mind voice of shark now. in a suicide squad that that's vin diesel. Dude, he, it's sylvester stallone oh <laughs> they got sly to be the shark <laughs> yeah king shark oh that's awesome <laughs> I was gonna say, dude. I was like, I can't imagine Vin Diesel being Groot and the voice of the shark. I was like, eh. although you know, Stallone was in the Marvel movies too. There's a lot of carryover from James Gunn's uh, carousel of actors in this movie. Like he's worked with almost all those actors before. Like he keeps they everybody. The po- they got Captain Polka Dot in it. <laughs> he keeps his crew close to the vest. Like Captain Polka Dot was in Belko Experiment, and uh, Mary Poppins, y'all. He's in it, and. Um, I want to see uh, a Saturday Night Live guy that has two movies where he's just playing himself. Pete, Pete Davidson. Davidson. Yeah. I want to know more about Pete Davidson's character because I looked at him and I was like, oh, that doesn't look like stereotypical Pete Davidson role to me. When he was doing press for King of Staten Island, uh, he talked about like having just filmed Suicide Squad uh, just a couple months prior before like all the shutdowns. They had the production done. And he was like, I can't really talk much about it, but I get to wear this big, awkward suit, and uh, it's violent, and it's a lot of fun. Or something along those lines. <laughs> but yeah, he's... Yeah. He, he did, I mean, he kept the secret, but he was just like, oh yeah, I'm in Suicide Squad. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think it looks... I think it looks at least like I would, I would want to watch it. I'm not dying to see it, but I'd want to watch it. I want to know how James Gunn... I trust him as a creative because both of the Guardians movies are great and Slither's great. He's a very creative, very good director, especially with giant ensembles like this. And it's just, it's got parts of the old one and then he's like putting a new spin on it. Like, yeah, because they show like Captain Kangaroo or Boomerang or whatever his name is. Um, Yeah, he's just back. (laughs) He's back, but has a completely different costume. Uh, Harley Quinn looks completely different. Like, yeah, but the premise is still the same. Viola Davis is going to blow all their heads up if they don't get the mission Viola right. Viola Davis is in this still? Like, yeah, I'm interested to see. Because this is, Angel, this Angel is the Kinderman. one, aside from any following Justice League movies or any movie involving Batman or Superman, this is the first movie 
where it really matters how are you moving forward with the DCEU because you're announcing you're doing like a soft reboot while still keeping some of the stuff around, but you're saying some of it's not canon anymore. Like, how is this going to work? Do you remember he only got hired onto this movie because he was like about to get Me Too'd until Disney realized that they were way, way blowing his Me Too accusations out of proportion? Something about that, yeah. He, um... Oh, what was I going to say? The um, He also said uh, when they did that first teaser uh, that this crew and cast was uh, the best filming experience he's ever had in his life. And so people took that as a meme and put SpongeBob like about to cry below it. And it was like Guardians of the Galaxy cast. I that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. I remember that um. last year. <laughs> So we're pretty much at the end of this segment, and you want to know something interesting. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there any breaking news? There's no edits. <gasps> nope, I'm not going to say something. Nope. <laughs> like, I'm pretty impressed. We haven't said a swear word this entire time. Ah, you mother... <laughs> I think... Well, I think with that, then, it's a good... A place as any to to wrap this up that's all the news that we got for today so with that we're gonna take a very brief break and when we come back we're gonna let you know what films we are talking about this week we'll be right back All right, everybody, that is it for this Brownie Bites news update episode. Thank you so much for listening in. Thank you to Isla Murph and Fugue for the bumper music. We really appreciate it. This week, we have a very, very full schedule for you all. Fugue. I was trying to burp it out, and it wasn't a very powerful blurp. Powerful blurp? (laughs) Powerful burp. Uh, This week, uh, our new release on Tuesday is our reactions to... Zack Snyder's Justice League released the Snyder Cut. It's finally here, and we watched it, and we let you know what we think of all four hours of it. Nick, remind everybody what we're going to do, not for the time machine, but for just our general second release. Uh, we are going to do The Day Sports Stood Still. Uh, it is a HBO documentary uh, about literally a year and 15 days ago, uh, starting on March 11th with when all of a sudden we stopped having fun yep it is uh on hbo max same as the snyder cut uh both of those are on hbo max if you want to watch along and join with us and also on friday it is uh technically the second standalone installment but the third film of the fast and the furious franchise as a part of our fast and furious family fridays our thoughts (laughs) our thoughts on Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift will be coming out on Friday, so keep an eye out for that as well. They are separate from our main feed of episodes. They will just pop up as a little bonus, so be sure to tune in for that. Nick, remind everybody where they can reach out to us in the meantime. Facebook, Brownie Points Guide to Cinema, Instagram, Brownie underscore points underscore guide, and Twitter at Brownie underscore cinema, as well as Brownie Points Guide to Cinema at gmail.com. Make sure you send us Brownie Bites ideas, whether they are topics to discuss, countdowns to do, or movie trailers to review, as well as movies to see whether they are new releases or time machines in theaters or streaming. The full popcorn with the uh, Brownie in it is the show logo. It's also the profile picture for everything. Uh, we are also on, uh, what is it called? Letterboxd. Um, I know I sound thrilled to say that, but uh, we're on Letterboxd. <laughs> I don't remember what my screen name is, but Dan's is capital D, Brownie49. Uh, follow him on there. If you can find me, follow me, but I don't post anything. I just get emails from him all the time. Uh, also, send <laughs> us uh, reviews on whatever platform you listen to us on, but particularly Apple Podcasts, because if we get them, I'll read them on air. Evidence with Shane's uh, from last week. Uh, five-star reviews and words are good, so do that now, please. Back to you, Dan. <laughs> I knew there was something. I wasn't going to talk yet. Uh, <laughs> um, 
Yeah, listeners, I, I know I'm very hot and cold on Letterboxd, but I did just post two little blur reviews about uh, I rewatched Drive for its 10-year anniversary and uh, my thoughts on Chaos Walking there, too. But uh, but yeah, I, I'm i trying. I always forget I have it. I'm trying. I, I promise I'm going to try to be more active on there. But guys, we will continue to be here in your ears on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Anchor.com, and all other major podcasting platforms here and around the globe. Shout out to you, Ireland. You are still number one foreign country that listens to us outside of the United States. As I say every week, guys, 2021 is already off to a fantastic start, but we're not quite there yet. So keep wearing your masks, uh, keep washing your hands, keep your ears and your hearts open and be empathetic, give a damn about each other, and that is the only way 2021 will be better than 2020. Justice League is on Tuesday, the day Sports Stood Still is on Thursday, and Fast and Furious Fridays will continue on with Tokyo Drift. We will see you all then. So I, I recently watched the fourth Fast and Furious movie, which Dan still needs to do because uh, we got to do a review on it. But um, watching that movie and then comparing it with the other movies made me realize that after Tokyo Drift, the series went uh, the Dark Knight route and just got super gritty and dark. And I want to see Vin Diesel wearing hockey pants. This does not count as an official review, and it does not qualify it for our end-of-year thing unless we were to watch it by the end of the year, just to keep it straight, because it's not a quote-unquote an official review uh, that we're going to spend an hour and ten minutes on. Can the court stenographer uh, read that back to me to make sure we have it on the record? Um. <laughs> Has Dan's fake review been stricken from the record? <laughs> Sir? <laughs> Sir? Sir? Sir?